quick disclaimer, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. For more information, go to bestevershow.com. Focus on adding value to others and make personal connections. That absolutely is the case with social media. Make sure that you're generating content for the sake of adding value to the people who consume it. And when you want to connect with people, keep it personal and make sure you're putting yourself in a position to add value to them. Welcome to the Best Ever Show, the world's longest running daily commercial real estate podcast. Our hosts interview commercial real estate experts every day to get you the best advice ever with none of the fluffy stuff. Hello, best ever listeners. Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Ash Patel, and this is the weekly roundtable with my two co-hosts, Slocum Reed and Travis Watts. Today, we're going to be discussing effectively using social media for real estate. Before we get started, I'm going to ask Slocum and Travis to do a quick introduction of themselves. Slocum, let's start with you. Hi, I'm Slocum Reed. I am an apartment owner operator in Cincinnati, Ohio. Hey, everybody. Travis Watts, full-time passive investor, mostly multifamily syndications and director of investor relations with Joe Fairless at Ashcroft Capital. Ash Patel, I am a non-residential commercial investor. So guys, let's dive right into it. First question, I want to know how you currently use social media for your real estate business. Slocum, let's start with you. Yeah, unfortunately, I think I'm going to have the most disappointing answer out of the three of us. I'm not using social media much at all right now. That's something I plan to do a better job of here soon. I'd like to hear from you all what purposes you use social media for. I can't say that I don't use it at all. I use it to organize meetups as a real estate agent and as an investor. I've used meetups to gain clients and meet potential partners, form partnerships, build other relationships in my sphere. Social media primarily I use for coordinating in-person events right now. Awesome. You know, Ash, I jumped in pre-pandemic a little bit and not very aggressively because I was doing a lot of in-person events leading up to that time frame. So about April and May of 2020, I got on as many platforms as I knew about <laughs> just to kind of experiment and because in-person conferences and meetups kind of went away, at least in the short term. So it has evolved, definitely. I've found some to be way more useful than others, but did a lot of experimenting on Instagram, did a couple hundred posts there, joined Facebook, made a public page there, LinkedIn, Bigger Pockets. I mean, I could go on and on, but I ended up kind of trailing off and trimming the fat, so to speak, over the last couple of years when I saw certain platforms being more effective than others. So my primary objective as always is to educate and network with accredited investors. And that's what I use social media for. But still, I think the most effective is always in person when applicable. Travis, what was the response from your couple hundred Instagram posts? Very interesting. <laughs> First of all, I'm, I'm not a social media guy at all by background. I'm not a marketer or anything like that. So made some pretty rookie mistakes early on. Wasn't using any kind of hashtags, just was putting some generic multifamily data up. And it wasn't very effective. You get five to 10 likes on something, you know, whatever. And I've evolved over there with SEO and with hashtagging and, and with links and things like that. And 
What I found to be more effective is to try to relate your posts to your target audience, right? So it's not just putting, hey, I'm speaking at this conference. Hey, I was on this podcast. Hey, me, 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 I, I, I. You got to do away with that. And you got to think about who is your target audience? What are they after? What kind of value are they looking for if they're going to be on that platform, which in my experience, more often than not, they're not on Instagram, (laughs) but being personable too. I've put up posts of my son and I, my wife and I, family and I. So kind of trying to use a ratio of a little bit of business, but then a little bit of personal so that you can relate to people and share stories and background, things like that. I love that. I want to dive into the mistakes that we've all made on social media because some of the best ever listeners may not buy into the fact that they should be on social media to promote their business. So let's talk about the mistakes that we've made early on and hopefully inspire the best ever listeners to do more on social media. Slocum, let's start with you, man. Let's hear some of the big mistakes. Biggest mistakes. That you absolutely. Made. I am guilty of not posting enough. So I don't know that I have many embarrassing posts, but my biggest mistake easily is responding to negative commenters. The times that I have used social media, anytime you put something out into the public, you're attracting attention from a wide variety of people. And I have learned the hard way to let negative comments happen, let them appear, let them float on downstream on their own. I responded to negative commenters when this is not directly commercial real estate investing, but as an agent, I was representing a developer of tiny homes in a neighborhood of Cincinnati called Over the Rhine. And that is a controversial idea for some people for a variety of reasons. When I posted on social media about it, I got some negative comments that I responded to. And it started a comment storm in which I was the troll, trolling comments on my own post. And I realized that my response to comments wasn't adding any value anywhere. Just let those negative comments are coming. Let them happen. Let them float on downstream. They don't matter all that much. You're getting exposure. Great advice. You know, Slocum, I had that negative comments. And initially, I want to stalk this person online, find out what they're all about. Totally. Which is nothing. They're almost always about nothing. When you post publicly on social media, there are no credentials that are required to comment on what you're doing. So most of the time, these negative comments are coming from people with no credibility, no understanding of what it is that you're posting about. But yeah, I get it. But listen, I'm from Jersey. I still want to prepare an offensive and go after this person. But cooler heads prevail and you accomplish nothing And it just makes you look bad. So you have to disengage when there's negative comments and let the rest of the commenters deal with it. Let social media handle it. The social media universe typically irons those things out. Great. Thanks for sharing that. Travis, what about you, man? Mistakes that you've made early on. Yeah, just to piggyback off what you two were saying, absolutely the truth. But funny and ironic thing about it is I can't remember a time that I've received a negative comment from somebody who was actually successful. (laughs) If you really look at it, you don't have millionaires and billionaires on there, but you're a piece of crap. You don't know what you're talking about, right? It's always the bottom feeders. And so something to keep in mind. Another thing is if you ever get on YouTube or social media and you look at huge influencers, you look at people that are actually doing great things. It doesn't really matter what they're posting. They could say, hey, just donated a million dollars to charity. There will be negative comments. 
must be nice. <laughs> Richie Rich, for the rest of us, we can't do things like that. There's always going to be negativity on social media. But a red flag or an indicator back to target audience is if you tend to be getting a lot of that, you're probably posting on a platform that may not be where your target audience is. So something to keep in mind. My reply is either A, don't reply, or B, it's thanks so much for taking the time to read the post. I appreciate you. <laughs> you know, and that, that Okay, just... you're passive aggressive and you're going to poke. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Yeah, but no, it, it drives them nuts. So it's funny. Or, or thanks so much, you're awesome. Just something generic like that. But anyway, so that's that. Now, another mistake I've made early on is not posting quality or professionalism on your post, right? So just taking like an iPhone picture, writing a post about it, whatever. It's just not the best post to have. So I prefer to do more professional video that's been edited, better lighting, stuff like that. I just think that the amateur look of a post sometimes will turn a lot of people off that this person's new. They don't know what they're doing. They're not a real professional at least in the eyes of accredited investors, which is my target audience. So that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's a great point. Because for some people, that may be okay, a shot on the fly. But yeah. for your audience, that's not the case. And the yeah. reason Travis has never had negative comments, because he's probably one of the nicest people you'll ever meet. <laughs> so I want to focus on mistakes. What mistakes do you currently see other people making? And I'll start with this one just bragging on social media accomplishes nothing. So when somebody's at the closing table, yep, just bought another one, just sold another one. Or when somebody posts a picture of a check that they received at a closing, <laughs> what does that say to your audience, man? Like you're killing it. That's great. If you want to do that, find a way to add value to your audience. Talk about a big mistake that you made. And I'm not talking a superficial, this was a really tough deal and my team has struggled, blah, blah, blah. Say, look, here's a really embarrassing mistake that I made. Luckily, we were able to recover, but put some value out there when you do that. So I see a lot of that, man. The closing table, obligatory photo that gets posted. I'm not a big fan of those. Travis, let's go with you. What do you see that people are doing incorrectly these days? I think those are valid points to kind of trail off of that too. Here's my philosophy on it. Generally, humans want you to be successful up to their level of success, not necessarily beyond. So to your point, when you see someone post something like, hey, just got my first job at McDonald's making 10 bucks an hour. I'm so psyched. I'm thrilled. I'm excited to look forward to my future. That thing's going to get a million likes. But then when it's, hey, just launched my business, made a million bucks last year, time to crush it this year too, 10 likes. People aren't so into that because you start self-reflecting. Why can't I do that? Why didn't I do that? And it comes off as bragging and things like that. So that's certainly one. The other thing in general, from a psychological standpoint, is remembering that everybody's in it for themselves. They're getting on these platforms often to find value for themselves to try to get ahead. So the more you're talking about me, 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 I, 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 look at me, look at me, look at my business, look, 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 no one really cares. Not until you say, hey, have you thought about if you did this, you might potentially have this outcome and here's how that can help you in different ways. Just a thought, not telling you what to do, just sharing that that might add value to you. So I try to take more of that approach on social. I think that's a big problem to your point, basically what you said. I love it. That's incredible. Slocum, 
what mistakes are you seeing people make these days? Yeah, a couple of things, Travis. The first point that you brought up, I've heard that called the principle of the crabs in the bucket. If you catch a crab, you put it in a bucket, it'll climb out. But as soon as you have a second crab and one of them wants to climb out of the bucket, the other will stop it and, and pull it back in. But people do the exact same thing. Like you said, I got my first job at McDonald's, a million likes. I bought my first McDonald's, a million dislikes. I don't spend a whole lot of time on social media, but one of the things that I see that gets me just scrolling past is when people for the sake of creating content or regurgitating someone else's information and not adding anything themselves or adding any value. I don't do a lot to keep up with the news. I don't do a lot to keep up with real estate markets outside of my own, but I do enough to know that a lot of people I see on social media, they may not be copy pasting what the Wall Street Journal has been reporting on for the last couple of days, but they're just sharing information that's already widely publicized. And the biggest issue is when they try to claim that some of the perspective that they are copy pasting is their own. I'm not a major consumer of social media, but that's the first thing I scroll past and don't read. Yeah, great point. And Slocum, something that I've used in the past, not often, is what's referred to as newsjacking, where you find a commercial real estate story and you give your spin on it. Here's a great article, and my opinion of this is whatever, right? Yeah. So if you are one of those people, and I also don't believe you have to post every other day or four times a day. I think you post when there's value that you can add. So newsjacking has been great if there's a legit story that I think people can benefit from and apply to the masses, put a spin on it, right? And something that's an easy read, not a 10-page essay. I think I failed to talk about my mistakes that I've made in social media. So I'll come back to that. And I think the biggest mistake that I've made and times will continue to make is when I talk about political things or if I inject my opinion on hot topic news issues. I don't think I've done that in a very, very long time, but it happens from time to time and I pay for it. (laughs) So Travis, earlier you mentioned You have a nice mix of professional and personal posts. Why do you do that? I think at the end of the day, people can relate to commonality things. Hey, here's my grandmother. She's 90 years old and I'm so grateful she's in my life. A lot of people can resonate with that kind of message. Less people resonate with Ashcroft just did A, B, or C on this Georgia property in a value-add business plan. (laughs) A lot of people, that just goes right over their heads. So there's that. And I think there's showing people that you're a real human. You're not this robot. You're not a transactional fixed person. You're saying, hey, I value friends, family, and the same things you do. I'm on vacation. I'm grateful for this. I'm happy about that charitable things. Just show people who you are, whoever you are. Show people that element to a point. If it becomes all personal, then it's like a Facebook. There's no real business purpose for it. But if you're all transactional, it can be a turnoff to people that's like, who is this person? What's their motive or objective? Are they trying to scam me? So you kind of want that balance between the two. That's my opinion. Yeah, great advice. We'll get back to the show. But first, some sponsors I'm confident you'll find value in learning more about. When it comes to scaling your real estate business, is lack of capital holding you back? Raising private capital on demand can be a major challenge, but 
you can get the knowledge and tools you need to succeed when you attend Dana Cornell's four-week Raise Capital Masterclass Live. After starting out with no capital or relationships, Dana has raised over $1 billion twice in the past 20 years. And he has made it his mission to share the best of what he's learned with business owners and investors like you. You can learn more at danacornell.com forward slash best ever. Dana's Raise Capital Masterclass Live allows you to immediately unlock and raise capital on demand, drastically increasing your business's growth. If you're ready to take your business to the next level, go to danacornell.com forward slash best ever to enroll today. Are you a real estate investor looking to break in the multifamily? Have you heard of MFIN Con happening in Charlotte, North Carolina, June 23rd through 25th? The Multifamily Investor Nation Convention is a place to learn from high-level apartment investing experts while networking with over 700 investors. If that's not enough for you, Shaq, yes, Shaquille O'Neal, Barbara Corcoran, Jocko Willink will be there as well. Be sure to secure your tickets at mfincon.com to find out more. VIP ticket holders can rub shoulders with these high-level speakers after their sessions. For details on sponsorship opportunities and tickets, visit mfincon.com. Use the promo code BESTEVER and get $200 off your tickets. That's mfincon.com. Promo code best ever. Slocum, you're not a big poster. I'm going to give you a pass on this question if you want it. And I'm going to give you some advice. Uh, let's do it. You can take the pass. Okay. So here's my opinion. You have to put your personal stuff out there to some extent. A few years ago, and I'm talking 2019, I was giving a talk to a bunch of doctors, explaining to them how social media can help them. And I said, you have to put pictures of you, your family out there, the personal side of you. And I got berated. I would never put pictures of my kids out there. Somebody's going to stalk and kidnap them. Okay, calm down. So when you put pictures of personal things or personal posts out there, I think you have to still keep them real. You can't just put a bunch of rosy pictures, perfect marriage, perfect kids, postcard type pictures, right? Every so often... Put something real out there. My wife posted something where my daughter got glasses for the first time. And man, the look in her eyes could kill. She was really upset. But it was funny. There was a famous picture, Christmas card that went out. It was a Fortune 500 CEO. They went to take family pictures of their family for their Christmas cards. And the daughter was in the corner pouting with her arms folded. They took the picture anyway. And that's the card that went out. And it was viral and good for that person for showing a real side of things. I'm in my mid forties. I see a lot of people announcing on Facebook that they're getting divorced. And if you look at their last 50 posts, oh my God, the perfect marriage. How did this happen? Right? So Slocum for you, you're a realtor, you're an investor, you raise capital. People are going to want to know who you are before they invest money with you maybe before they sign you up as a realtor. So they're going to stalk you on social media, Instagram, Facebook, probably the most prevalent. They may hit you up on LinkedIn, but you don't really find out who somebody is on LinkedIn. It's more of a professional posting site. So if you post some real things about you, it almost builds a connection where your audience knows who Slocum Reed is. So I encourage you to do more of that post struggles in your professional career wins 
post personal wins and triumphs and struggles, but put it out there. If you're uncomfortable doing it, just put out a really bad post and take all the suffering at once. Put a bad picture of you and get all the anxiety out of the way. Ash, I have a follow-up question, but first, yeah. the only thing I've ever done that was close to going viral when COVID was announced as a pandemic in March of 2020, and we had the shelter-in-place order, I had a 10-month-old daughter at the time, and I printed up a little piece of paper, I put it in front of her, took a couple of pictures as she looked at the paper and then picked it up and started eating it. The paper said, Daddy says you need to know about mortgage forbearance. <laughs> and as a residential realtor and the person who's in real estate within my spheres, I got a lot of chuckles out of that one, at least. The follow-up question for both of you is the three social media platforms where I hear in other real estate investors get a lot of value that I would be interested in using as well are Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. When it comes to what value you think you can add or could be gained by you on those platforms and what forms of content do and don't work specific to Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. What are your perspectives on that? I'll let Travis start with Instagram because I don't really post much on there. Sure. My take on it is Instagram would be best for realtors versus looking for accredited investors or trying to raise big capital. Facebook's better for personal posts like we've been talking about. And LinkedIn is your most professional and sophisticated folks. Statistically, there's more 100K plus incomes on there than any other platform in the world. So that's where I find the majority of accredited investors is through LinkedIn. That's how I view those three. Yeah, I agree with Travis in that Instagram is more entertainment. You're not going there for value. Facebook is half and half. It's value sometimes disguised as entertainment or vice versa entertainment disguised as value. From my perspective, Facebook has been the most beneficial platform. I've made the most connections on there. And it's both me reaching out to other people that I'm interested in or people saying, hey, I see that you're in commercial. Let's connect. Let's talk about this. But more so over time, people know who you are based on your posts. I can't tell you how many Facebook friends I feel like I know and when I finally meet them, if I meet them all, when I do meet them, it's like, man, we're already connected because we've been Facebook friends for years. We follow each other's posts. We have a connection online. So it helps bridge that gap when you do finally meet or if you do have an ask of somebody. If you've got years of Facebook interactions, it's a big help. LinkedIn, again, Travis mentioned more professional. So when I need to reach out to a broker, I will find them on LinkedIn, message them there first. If they don't respond, I hit them on Facebook. If they don't respond, I'll hit their spouse on Facebook. I will get to them one way or another. So that's my take on the three of them. I want to ask direct messaging. We all receive them on every platform, I would imagine. What do you see that people are doing incorrectly and correctly? And I think LinkedIn is the most prevalent where you're constantly getting messages. So Slocum, are you on LinkedIn much? I am, and I get a lot of those DMs. Two parts to this first answer. There are a lot of copy-paste DMs out there. I am guilty of copy-paste messaging in a lot of circumstances. 
if you're going to do that, if you have a message you want to get out to a lot of people, I'll tell you, well, first of all, put my name in the front of the message so that I at least know you deleted the parentheses name, <laughs> closed parentheses, and put my name in there. When you start with a really generic question like, have you been struggling to find deals these days? I immediately assume that's impersonal. You don't know anything about me. You just know that my LinkedIn says real estate and you're messaging that to 10,000 people. So the first thing I'd say is if you're going to DM someone out of the blue, start with something personal. And if you are in a position where you need to send a copy paste style message to a lot of people, try to at least personalize the beginning of it to at least fake me out into reading the rest of your message. Otherwise it's getting skipped. Great advice. Travis? Yeah, great point. I think Instagram and LinkedIn are most notorious for virtual assistants and bots to send out mass messaging, like Slocum said. So A, avoid the three to four paragraph first messages. That's crazy and ridiculous. And everybody knows that's just a template. And yeah, there's a lot of those hooks. Have you ever wondered how to make money from home? Obviously spam. So avoid that kind of stuff. I'll give you guys one tip that's worked really well for me. Every message I send to somebody directly on LinkedIn is A, from me directly. B, I look at their actual profile. I try to pull one thing off of it that's not generic. And I try to put that in the message. Hey, I see you grew up in Fort Collins, Colorado. I did as well. Just curious to hear more about your journey in real estate as I see your real estate investor and love to chat Colorado if you still live there. Something like that because you know that's not a bot and you know that's not a virtual assistant. So that's been a great tip to start a conversation. I love both of your guys' advice. And I agree. The VA thing, it's just impersonal. It's a fail in my book and you've ruined a potential good connection that you could have made. I went through dozens of old messages on LinkedIn. And here's what I found. Anything that's very long with a Calendly link on it, done, right? You're not reading it. I love Slocum when people start out with my name. And what's even better is what Travis mentioned. I received a message from somebody that said, hey, I see you invest in triple net properties. Okay. They read my profile. That's two wins. And a specific ask would be very good. I've had a lot of messages saying, if you want to connect, book a time with me. Well, that tells me you just want to connect with everybody. And that doesn't add a high value to me. Give me a specific ask. Is there a deal that you're working on now? Or tell me the last deal that you worked on. What was the deal size of your last deal? Something that I can easily respond to. And it doesn't take a lot of time. So great pieces of advice. Travis, I looked at some of the messages that I've sent and one broker who's a rock star in Cincinnati that I wanted to connect to. I said, Hey, Terry, great to connect with you. I've worked with Mike Goldstein in the past. I saw that they were connection. They comment on each other's posts. So that helped me bridge the gap. Right. Yeah. Um, so great advice. All of you guys that are doing LinkedIn messages incorrectly, if nothing else, please refine that a little bit because we all get bombarded with these messages and there's a right way to get people's attention. I have something quick to add here. Please do, uh, yeah. A couple of things actually. One social media-esque platform that we haven't mentioned yet is the Bigger Pockets website, the forums, the DMs there. 
DMs on Bigger Pockets were how I first started connecting with real estate investors. I joined Bigger Pockets as a house hacker before they had a specific forum or channel for new member welcome messages. So I just posted the most clickbaity thing I possibly could. Bigger Pockets has a keyword search feature. So I used every keyword I could possibly think of. This was like 2015, maybe early 2016. And I name dropped everything I possibly could. And I asked the internet for its opinion, which always gets you a lot of comment traffic. The question was, I just got approved for a $100,000 HELOC. I'm in Cincinnati, Ohio. If you got this HELOC, what would you do with it? And then I name dropped a whole bunch of different investing strategies just to hit the keyword searches. And I got a boatload of comments. And then everyone who commented, I went to their profile, I checked them out and DM'd 20, 30 people the first couple of days after that, because they were in Cincinnati and I wanted to connect. I had read their profile. I said something personal. Going out to coffee with some of those people is how I got connected with the best ever meetup here locally in Cincinnati, which led to meeting Joe Fairless and you guys. Long story short, it had a huge impact on my investing in my career as a real estate agent using bigger pockets and using DMs. So I guess I have a little more social media experience than I'm giving myself credit for if you include bigger pockets. Yeah, incredibly valuable. In 2015, that's how Joe and I met. He reached out to yeah. me, asked if I'd be a guest on his podcast. So DMs on bigger pockets and bigger pockets in general an amazing platform, the lowest hanging fruit to connect with other real estate people because you already have that commonality. Gentlemen, I'm going to wrap it up. I'm going to share a quick story for my best ever listeners. And that is 2015. I thought that the market was getting overheated and you may have heard the story before. Forgive me if you did. I thought the market was getting overheated and I made a bunch of excuses. I said, there's too much coastal money coming into the Midwest. I'm going to wait until the market cools off a little bit. I'm going to start buying again. And it turns out I was hiding behind a bunch of excuses because it was getting harder to find deals. 2010, 11, 12, anything you shot at was a great deal. Well, when the market got harder, I started making excuses. And what I realized was I looked at people like Slocum and Eric Kotner and other people out there that were still growing their teams and they were still killing it. And here I am sitting back and I thought, what are they doing differently that I'm not? And it occurred to me, they're putting themselves out there and they're hustling when they're doing that. So I started posting on social media because prior to that, people still thought I was in IT. We would literally go out to dinner with people we haven't seen in a while. And they would say, ah, how's the IT career? I got so tired of correcting people. I would just say, ah, things are good, man. Everything's well. And shame on me, right? I had been in real estate for five years at the time. And I didn't make it a point to put myself out there. And best ever listeners, amazingly, I started putting myself on social media. I offered to mentor people, just me getting out there networking with people, doing lunches, the deal flow just started coming in and it never stopped. So really put yourself out there. If you're uncomfortable, if you're anxious about doing it, put a really bad post out there and get it all out of the way take all the brunt of it at once, and then you can only go up from there. So gentlemen, any closing thoughts? Great advice, Ash. Story brand. Look at your story, look at your past experience, form that into a relatable story that other people can resonate with and go share it. That's really what it comes down to for me. Slocum. 
regardless whether this is about social media or pretty much any other topic, my primary advice ends up being focus on adding value to others and make personal connections. That absolutely is the case with social media. Make sure that you're generating content for the sake of adding value to the people who consume it. And when you want to connect with people, keep it personal and make sure you're putting yourself in a position to add value to them. Awesome. And best ever listeners, we're going to hold Slocum's feet to the fire and we're going to make sure he posts a lot more. So get after him if you see him online. Best ever listeners, thank you so much for joining us today. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a five-star review, share this episode with somebody you think can benefit from it. And as always, please like, subscribe, and have a best ever day.